Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. I want to talk to you about two of my favorite topics compassion and curiosity. And I know that the temptation is to shut this off and feel like you don't need this, but hang in with me because these two things put together are powerhouses and I'm really going to break it down and tell you why. And I feel like at the end of this, you are going to want to use these skills on the regular. So are you with me? Let's do this. I teach a lot about compassion because I think it's the cornerstone to success. Whether it's reaching physical transformation or any other goal, if you don't have compassion for yourself, then you're likely to quit. So let's talk about what compassion is and what it isn't. Compassion is not treating yourself like a complete asshole when you fuck up. That's the nuts and bolts of it. You treat yourself like you would a friend. You're kind, you're curious, and you're respectful. What compassion isn't is letting yourself off the hook without accountability. I don't know why people tend to think that accountability has to be this big-ass meltdown. That isn't accountability, and it won't make you do a better job. You may be able to kick your ass into high gear for a while, but that's not going to get you over the hump when your obstacles show up. It isn't sustainable to try and get your shit together by telling yourself that you're a failure, you're never going to get it, you overate again, so you must be weak and undisciplined and all of this other garbage. How often do you think that you're going to want to hang out with yourself if you treat yourself like garbage with your thoughts and the way that you're speaking to yourself? The constant stressful inner dialogue is one of the reasons that you keep wanting to numb out. You don't want to keep hearing the trash, so you drown it out with whatever makes you feel better or not feel at all. So there are two camps of people that I tend to see in this work. If you're in camp one, this shows up as the self-loathing asshole and not an asshole to everyone just to yourself. You expect perfection, beat yourself up for the tiniest mistakes, and often end up quitting on your goal because you just can't seem to keep it together because it isn't perfect. It must not be for you, and you go on looking for another solution where you can be perfect. Well, until you burn out, of course. Then the inner asshole swoops in to remind you how much of a loser you are. Okay, you lack compassion, and you never give yourself a chance to look at why you made the decision that you made. Instead, you just keep talking about how stupid and weak you are for making it. This cycle repeats because you block any opportunity to learn. It's just too uncomfortable to reflect and learn because the mistake you made was just unacceptable. Why bother learning about it when the real problem is you, right? You are a broken perfectionist who tries, but just never gets it. 
The second camp seems less harmful, but you're not. If you fall into this camp, then you allow yourself to make a lot of mistakes. You get a regular case of the fuckets, and on the surface, you seem to be fine with it. You enlist apathy as your ally. You know, the I don't give a shits. You pretend not to care, and then you'll say that, well, I just own it, and I moved on. So that's progress, and you're okay with slow progress. You know that you'll do better tomorrow, but the chips and salsa, they're calling your name right now. You don't want to be restricted or deprived, so you allow yourself to satisfy all of your urges. This happens on repeat, and then you get really frustrated that you aren't seeing progress. Slow progress was fine, but no progress doesn't feel good. After all, most of the time, you are really nailing it. It's just the weekend, that party, the few extra bites, a little here and there, and an occasional Netflix and ice cream on the sofa. You are so afraid of calling yourself out and feeling disappointed that you just dry right over any uncomfortable emotion until you can't take it anymore. And then you start saying things like, I'll never succeed. I've tried everything. This is just too hard. You think that you're being compassionate with yourself because you aren't beating yourself up. But you forgot about the accountability part. You skip the part where you have to look at what's happening and hold yourself accountable for it by choosing to change the way that you think and work on the behavior that isn't aligning with your goals. Once the feelings of frustration and disappointment are finally acknowledged, then the binge shows up. The quitting happens, the hibernation sets in, then you decide to start over once you realize your clothes don't fit anymore, and that's more uncomfortable. Both of these camps make excuses not to show up for themselves. Camp one blames themselves for being weak and the program for sucking. They blame stress, exhaustion, not having enough time, and lack of information for losing their shit. They don't have time to feel their feelings, journal, or work through anything, really. Camp two blames the world for being so hard, food for tasting so good, and everyone around them for not supporting their goals by hiding the candy bowl. They refuse to think that the little extras that they aren't counting could really add up to no progress. They journal their feelings, but they don't really piece together the emotional eating plus taking new actions piece. They write all day long about how their boss doesn't respect them, their dog pees on the carpet, their partner doesn't listen. They talk about their past and how unjust everything in the world is. Listen, here is the deal. The recipe for ditching either camp and never starting over again is compassion plus curiosity. Notice and acknowledge when you're making excuses. Be nice to yourself while you're working through them and start asking better questions. The first thing that you need to do is tell yourself that you are ready to look at this. You're going to tell yourself the truth and you aren't going to be a dick about it. Then it's time to drop your bullshit story. You have time. The world is unjust, but it isn't making you eat. You don't need to learn anything else about food. And your past is not handcuffing you to the refrigerator. Oh, and those little bites and extras, they are adding up and killing your progress. 
Check out episode 27 for more on that because I did a whole thing. I know it's not easy to sit with the truth, but that is because most of you do this. I know that my partner isn't listening to me, is not making me eat. And I'm such a pathetic loser because I don't know how to stop. I just don't have any control. Okay, do you feel that? That feels terrible. Do you hear how awful that is going through your head right now? No wonder you don't want to work through it. You're bringing your own drama and judgment to the work. How about this though? When I think the thought, my partner isn't listening to me, my urge is to eat. That is a bare bones truth. There is no judgment attached and there is no emotion in the sentence. That is how truth telling should be. That is how we figure out what the real problems are without the emotional baggage so that we can solve them. The next step is to find out what thought is creating the way that you feel and react. When I think my partner isn't listening to me, I feel what? Let's go with unimportant. There could be a myriad of feelings we could draw from, but we'll stick with this one. When I feel unimportant, I eat to feel better. Are there any alternatives to thinking the thought, my partner thinks I'm unimportant? Maybe my partner forgot to make the appointment and pick up the laundry. I'll ask him about it later, or I'll suggest he set a reminder on his calendar. Your partner may or may not be listening. They may or may not find you unimportant, but that has nothing to do with whether or not you should eat. It might mean you need to have a conversation, but you won't ever be ready to have that conversation until you're willing to get real about how you're feeling. You can't control what your partner does or thinks, but you can control what you think about what they think and what you do next. If you're always eating when you feel uncomfortable and you're using that as an excuse, then you're going to shut down those uncomfortable feelings. You're going to soften the edges. You're going to numb them out. And then you miss every opportunity for growth in your relationships, in your career, in your life, because you just don't feel the way you really feel. You don't take time to feel all those emotions and work out what they really mean for you and what you really want to do with all of them. It feels better for me to think that Nephi, who is my husband, forgot to do something because he's been working all day and he missed it, or even if he's been having fun all day and he missed it, rather than he doesn't value me or find me interesting. When I think about how hard he's worked, I feel loved and I feel his support. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have expectations, but it means that I'm not going to feel like an unimportant piece of trash. I already know I'm important. The only person who can tell me that and make me believe it is myself. It's my job to make me feel the way that I need to feel by thinking good things about myself. If the situation is that you don't want to stop eating or tell yourself no once you've had enough because that feels like restriction or deprivation, then you have some thought work to do around that. You need to be telling yourself that you are not restricted. If physical restriction isn't happening, meaning you don't have access to food or you have cut foods out of your life based on fear of weight gain or something, then the restriction is only in your mind. Tell yourself abundant thoughts. 
remind yourself that while your mind isn't satisfied, your body has already told you it's had enough. This is how we get curious. Ask yourself if one more bite is the kindest thing you can do right now, or if you're willing to respect your body enough to listen to it when it communicates with you, because that is what we really want. We want our body's communication systems to work really well. That's how we are in a good relationship with our body and those systems. You don't want to be constantly shoving them away and overriding them if you want to be in a trusting relationship with them and make sure that they're guiding you correctly. Now, your feelings are valid. They deserve to be felt, but eating only solves one problem, and that is hunger. If you let your mind go down unchecked rabbit holes while you're speaking to yourself like trash, you're going to want to escape it. You're not going to want to stay in your own head and listen to your own thoughts because they are painful. They're unkind. So we've got to bring in that compassion. We've got to stop treating ourselves like assholes. And then we have to start asking ourselves better questions. What thoughts can we be thinking? What is a better action that I could take? How do I honor my body? How do I honor my process? How do I stick to my goals? So the last thing that you need to do here is give yourself an anchor. An anchor is a sentence or a thought you can tell yourself when things feel sticky. You can make it individual to the circumstance or you can pick a more general one. The one I mentioned earlier is a great one. Does this feel kind to my body? Does it feel loving? Here's another one. What does my future self want me to do right now? That's a very powerful question. If it's very specific to a circumstance that keeps repeating, if something keeps coming up in your life that is a repetitive obstacle for you, then you might want to get pretty specific for that thing. And you can choose a thought that aligns with that. Instead of thinking, I'm failing because I'm weak, ask yourself when you've displayed strength before. Remind yourself that food is good and necessary and that you're learning how to eat it in a way that feels good to your body. I know this is a foreign concept to you, and so you may not believe your thought right away. You might feel like this is weird, it's too much work, it's really hard to come up with the thought, it's really hard to practice it, or when you do practice it, it's not going to feel all that powerful. If you don't believe your new thought, that's okay. But I still want you to try something that leaves an open door. Something like, I am figuring this out. I am willing to try again. I'm practicing believing that I'm right where I need to be in this process. Make sure that the thought feels true to you and that it's not putting more pressure on you to believe something that isn't accurate or doesn't feel true to you. These open door thoughts feel pretty neutral and they can insert a pause in that urgent brain of yours before you make a decision. So if you're going to eat something and it feels really urgent and you feel like you're powerless, you feel like you're out of control, if you work on your anchor thought, then at least you pause in the thinking process to think on purpose. You're used to reacting to your environment with a thought that happens all the time. It happens every time. And that thought comes with emotions, the way that we feel, 
prompts us to react a certain way. But the secret is you don't have to take action on that first thought. You get to start training yourself to think with intention. You get to think new thoughts on purpose. That's all I have for you today. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you learned something. If you did, please screenshot it and share it on social media. Tag me so that I can come and show you some love. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed and leave me a rating and review. I would love to hear what your experiences are. So you can DM me on Instagram. You can email me and I will see you next time. Bye.